just because you have more general dog experience does not make you an expert in my dog. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that. my dog more than you know her. Hi there, I'm Caroline, dog mom to Australian Shepherd mix, Layla May. Welcome to Owners Tell All, an Instagram live series where I chat with other dog owners about the successes and struggles of owning a dog. As a first-time dog owner and mental health advocate, my goal is to make new dog owners feel less alone, give hope for those problems people thought they couldn't solve, and match words to how their dog is acting or how they are feeling. Thanks for being here, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at L-A-Y-L-A underscore M-A-Y-Y-Y. Hey there, puppy lovers. If you're enjoying the podcast and would want to support, you can hit the buy me a coffee link in the description of the podcast. Layla and I sure do appreciate you. Enjoy the show. Hello. Hi. Uh, I was just saying how you're also in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, an hour north of you, I think. Yeah, I said 45 minutes. Um, yeah it's about that yeah 45 minutes to an hour um so but we haven't met yet we need to do that sometime I think that would be fun absolutely my my fiance would be like let me see all your turkeys (laughs) I would gladly show him I think I told you that once that he's like into hunting so he would like you know be interested to see like the turkeys real small and like I just think that would be interesting for him, how, how they grow and everything. Oh, yeah. It's it's so crazy how fast they grow, and their personalities is what gets me. That's hilarious, because, like, you think of, like, a dog having a personality, but I guess, like, with wildlife, wild, you know, but, like, um, all animals, but just, like, with turkeys or anything like that, I'm always just, like they're they're just there they like all act the same all do the same things they're just there yeah i did not expect them to have such personalities but they all two of them have been kind of flighty since i got them and then all of a sudden recently they're like oh human hi you give me food i'm gonna follow you that is so funny yeah they're adorable i I yeah do you name them um, I have one of them named, and the other two I have not figured out good names for them. So name suggestions are always welcome. <laughs> like you tell us their personalities, and we'll we'll say what name we think is with it. Okay, be- it would be fun. fun. Okay. Um. All right. So we have a few people on here. I appreciate people joining. Um. So, just tell us, like, a little bit about you and your dogs, um, and I already said that you live in Kentucky, but you moved from Montana, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself and, and your travels. Okay. So, I am originally from Denver. Uh, well, right outside Denver, Lakewood, Colorado. Um, and then I moved to Montana six years ago. Um, originally to go to school, I did one semester and decided this sucks. So I moved home for a couple months and then my friend reached out and she said, Hey, I have a ranch job for you. Why don't you come back out? So I was like, any excuse? Absolutely. I'm there. So I went back out and it took me, I think two years before I finally got Aria. Okay. It was two years. Um, and it's been awesome ever since. So how how long have you had her then? I have had her for four years on the 17th. Okay, so like real close to, to four years. So she was on the on the ranch in Montana um, for what, like almost three years? 
No. So I didn't live on the ranch. My friend has, um, she's a horse trainer. So, and she's my very good friend and she was my mentor with a lot of horsemanship stuff. Um, so I, I mean, that dog went with me. She went with me everywhere. So she was always out at the ranch and that's where she moved cows and stuff. And I mean, she's got a ton of exposure to all ranch things. Oh, that's awesome. That's like, thanks. Like, that's just so amazing. Um, and then what about your other dog? So Bo, we actually got him right after we moved here. We got him like two weeks after we moved here. And it's probably the craziest thing that we've ever done. Yeah. Is there like totally opposite or do they kind of get, do they get along well? They are completely best friends. Aria, I think was kind of mad at first because she's like, wait, I'm the baby. I'm the only child. She she took a couple weeks to really kind of warm up to him. She was never mean to him. She just had, you know, she, she'd just walk away from him. You know, every time he tried to engage her, she would just be like, you know what? No, I'm good. And she'd go do something else. But it took her a couple weeks before she finally realized, oh, he's staying. Yeah. Okay. So then she started to play with him, and they are completely best friends now. They're outside chasing each other around right now. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. That is Okay. So tell us a little bit about like your training journey um for each of the dogs. And I know that you have a little bit more training with Aria, so I'm sure you'll you'll talk about her a little bit more. Yeah. So Aria, I've never had I mean, I grew up with corgis, but I know I, I don't know, I guess Ew. Like a little bit. Well, Corgis are kind of in like the herding breed too, I think. Yeah, they are herding breeds, but I never really considered them herding breeds. Um, and my most recent Corgi, he was half Basset Hound and he retained like 0% Corgi mentality. He was 100% Basset Hound in the brain, but he looked half Corgi. That's about it though. Um, but Aria was my first herding breed. And even as a kid, I was like, I'm never going to have a border collie. I think they're ugly. I don't like them. And then here I am. I'm just, I don't know. It was insane. And she just showed up and I was like, okay, well, I, I guess. Sure. Let's, let's take her. Um, and I started off, it was... I don't know, a week after I got her. Not even, it was like five days after I got her. And we went on a huge hunting, or not hunting, camping mm-hmm. trip. Um, it was, I don't even remember, it was like a three-day weekend that I had. And she was, at that time, we exposed her. And my friend had just gotten a puppy like a week or two before I got Aria. And we decided that would be a great time to expose them to guns and um, loud noises because mm-hmm. we were just way back in the back country. Um, so at that time, we had a bunch of Tannerite as well. So we put the puppies in crates in the vehicles and we started shooting and they got comfortable with that pretty darn quick. Um, and then we moved them outside the vehicles and then continued to shoot. Um, and we eventually just moved up to the point where they were totally fine being out of crates and just being around gunfire. Um, even Tannerite, which is an explosive, um, it was fully safe to do it where we were. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I went with training with guns with her. And she knows generally if somebody's shooting, she knows to sit and wait. And then if we release her to go get whatever gopher or rabbit, whatever it is that we just shot, she knows that it's fair game to go grab it once we tell her that it's okay. So yeah. she does have pretty good, um, like, gun control. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, and then from there, it was just, it was a lot of socialization. Um, I was kind of seeing this guy that was... I don't know. He was just out from out of state and um, he left on pretty bad terms. And I don't know for certain. And I don't really 
I don't know. I don't really have any other explanation for it, but she was, I've only had her for about two weeks at this point and she'd been totally fine. She'd met a ton of different men. Um, she'd met, you know, a million and a half people at, by this point. And the day he left, the day after she became extremely fear reactive towards all men and people in hats, which really surprised me. Um, so we had to work on that for months. You know, it was just a slowly, a slow acclimation of, you know, having one of my really good guy friends, Adam, he would come over, you know, a couple times a week and we just built it up to the point where she was totally fine with him and loved him and, you know, enjoyed seeing him, but other men, not really so much. And then Nick and I, my current boyfriend, we were not dating at the time but we were really good friends. And so I started bringing him into it and getting her acclimated to him as well. Um, and over time she started getting much better with men being around. And then I took her to go get spayed when she was about seven months old. So this was like a five month long process. Yeah. So this is basically whenever she was like still pretty much a puppy. Yeah. So I don't know what that guy did to her. I, I have a feeling that he did something to her while I was gone at work and he was just packing up his stuff. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't really have any other explanation as to why she turned so fear reactive. Um, but I took her to go get spayed and we were still working through her fear reactivity of men. And this older guy who is a vet tech came up and he goes, oh, hey, let me pick up your puppy and go weigh her. And I told him, no, 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 that's not a good idea. She doesn't really, she's not a huge fan of men right now. We're not going to do that. And he picked her up anyways. And I, you know, I was super mad and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Put yeah. her down. Already said it. Yeah. And I told him, I said, this is how you get bit. She's afraid of men. You know, I can I can read her at this point, and I know her threshold. This is not acceptable. And thankfully, she didn't bite him at that moment. And he brought her back, and he's like, see, she's totally fine. She's great. Well, she had an extremely difficult time waking up from anesthesia. It took her two hours to come to. Um, and so on our way out, I just really needed – I wanted her to walk and to get her bearings back because she was still not great. Um, but they were released us to go home and as we were, cause this was a whole clinic thing. So there's a bunch of people around and I had to wake her up and everything. Um, and the guy came back and I had an armful of stuff and then I had her leash in my hand and he came up and he goes, Oh, Hey, let me carry her out to your car for you. And I said, no, we've already been over this. You're not touching her. She needs to walk out on her own strength right now. She needs to walk wanted her to walk anyways exactly was i was like oh yes i was like you you need to leave her alone like i need her to walk out i know what i'm doing it's fine he picked her up and he just picked her up like this right by his face and she bit him right in the face and i I almost lost my shit completely. I yelled at him and I said, how dare you put my dog into this position? Now you have completely set back the past five months of training that I have done with her. Um, it was just an entire mess. And he's like, oh, and she didn't break the skin or anything. She That's knocked the glasses off of his head. But what was that? The in like the intention was there. Um exactly. As we've we've had a similar experience where um because like the majority of times that Layla has said that, that it's been like either we weren't allowed like right there with her or like we'd either have to drop her off and then because of COVID and everything. And the last time she was having a really difficult time because um of an ear infection. And I was like nervous Nelly. So I just, I, I knew someone needed to, but um, I couldn't, shouldn't be because I was like nervous. So my fiance went in and he said that they immediately cornered her. Like just two or three different like vet techs or whatever, just cornered her. And, she, you know, 
like powered up and everything. And then whenever they would go do anything, she snapped at them. Um, and you know, that was like the, my whole thing was like, I know this is happen because she's already uncomfortable. Um, and she, another thing I knew we had been muzzle training. She was muzzle trained. She wore her muzzle in and then they took it off. Like there are just some things that you, you do for a reason. And then it's like, why, like, you're not the owner of my dog. Why are you questioning me kind of thing? It's like the same thing with you. You told him a million times not to pick her up. You know, I told them a million times like, Hey, she's going to wear her muzzle in. She's very fearful. This and that. Like she's already comfortable. Like give her her space. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly frustrating. Like, I know my dog. I see her every day. I get it. They're vet techs. They're vets. They see dogs, you know, a million dogs every day, every day, you know, but just because you have more general dog experience does not make you an expert in my dog. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that- my dog more than you know her. Yeah. I think that's a great statement. Um, have you seen any other kind of like reactivity besides just like fearful from, from men? With Aria? No, she's been pretty dang stably mental, mentally stable. Um, aside from that fear of men, she hasn't really had any issues. She's extremely dog neutral. She doesn't really care about other dogs. Um, she only likes she loves the crap out of Bo, and then we did live with um, another rat terrier at one time, and they were best friends, completely inseparable. Um, but she's pretty dog neutral. She doesn't care about other dogs. You know, she just wants me or anybody else that has arms to throw her something. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't really care about other dogs. Um, I did worry about her with cats for a short time, but it wasn't really... <laughs> She was mean or anything. She just, um, she was just afraid of them. She didn't go after anything. She just didn't want to be around them. Um, but she's been really good. But Bo has, I got him, we got him for free off of Craigslist. And the listing said, um, free dog, come pick him up, first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I've been wanting a rat terrier for a while. And I just knew, I was like, this is going to be a bad situation. We need to go pick him up. Yeah. And so we drove the two hours. We left at like five o'clock in the morning to go get him. And when we showed up, he definitely cowered when you like leaned down to pet him. Like he was afraid of you. But it didn't really strike me as, you know, odd because I was like, we're new people. He doesn't really know us. Totally understandable. But once we got home and he was able to kind of, you know, open up a little bit around us, it became very apparent that the guy had abused him. Um, Every time you would go near him or, you know, reach down to pet him, he would cower in fear that you were going to, like, beat the crap out of him. And with that, he definitely, he's never bit anybody, but he definitely has shown some sort, some reactivity towards people, mostly just kids. You know, if we're in Rural King, which is like a tractor supply, um, we were walking through there a couple months ago and Nick was walking him and I was walking Aria and a little kid had walked by the other direction and just kind of like reached out to pet Bo and Bo like snarled and kind of just like snapped his teeth. He didn't snap at the kid. He just snapped his teeth. And that's when I was like, okay, crap, you know, a get a handle on your kid. You know, he can't be reaching out to pet strange dogs. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not around. I don't have any, like, small kids to bring around him to kind of get him desensitized to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, my little brother's 10, and he's amazing with my little brother. Um, 
But as far as kids that are, I don't know, I want to say two to probably seven, he's not a huge fan of. Because a lot of those kids, especially out in public places, they just like to reach towards dogs. And he is not a fan of that. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, Layla's definitely like that too, but probably for different reasons. I think them screaming, like, you know how kids scream and when, whenever they play, I think that is what triggers her like them coming up. Yeah. And that's totally fair. That makes a lot of sense, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm not sure what it is about little kids, but he's also dog selective. Okay. Um, I'm not sure, and I've been trying to figure it out, and the, the more it happens, the more I'm baffled by it. Um, that hound dog that I had mentioned the other day that showed up at my house, the first night, he was completely infatuated. He loved her. He just wanted to be best friends with her. Um, and then the next morning, he wanted to kill her. So I have no idea what his triggers are. I mean, it was the same dog. She didn't leave. She didn't come back. You know, she was here overnight. And then the next morning he just decided, Oh, I don't like you anymore. Oh, how um, yeah. It, I don't understand it. And it's usually, we haven't really encountered many small dogs, but you know, he is not neutered. He gets neutered on Wednesday, oh, but um, yeah, um, he, we did run into a, um, unaltered male pit bull at the river a couple months ago, and my 18-pound little bow thought he would take on this 80-pound pit and win, um, but he's totally fine with other big dogs. I'm, it's just such a weird, I just don't understand it, and I try really hard to kind of wait and see if there's a difference, and it's just such a wide range Hmm. of dogs that he's selective with yeah yeah it's whenever a dog is like that probably just best to be like on guard whenever you first see a new dog um or or meet a new dog um going back to Anna aria with like her reactivity towards men what was like the process that you did to to desensitize like did you just have your friends come over or did you do any kind of like you know them play with her or like them feed her or anything like that yeah so with my friend adam he was over all the time like multiple times a week um and at first you know she would sit and bark at him and kind of like run away from him she had the entire house and she could run outside to get away from him also if she felt the need but i just started having him toss treats her way but at the time she wasn't really food motivated at all Mm-hmm. But we figured out that if we throw toys to her and play, if he were to play fetch with her, then she warmed up a lot quicker to him. So playing fetch with her with men is kind of was kind of our breaking. You know, that's where we were able to make a breakthrough. Uh-huh. You know, I'd have them come over and we just go in the backyard and, you know, I'd throw the ball a couple times and then I'd give it to, you know, whatever guy friend I had over and I'd have him throw the ball for her or the Frisbee or whatever. And then she kind of was like, Oh wait, you're okay. You're throwing me my toy. So you're fine. And then eventually she would actually bring it back up to him. And it was pretty a quick, it was a pretty quick process getting her comfortable with them. It was just, the more exposure, like when we were out in public or with, you know, yeah, the ranch. All like out in public on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, can you throw this ball for my dog really quick? No. Yeah. Um, but like at the ranch, we couldn't really, um, I mean, of course, there's, you know, big cowboys out there. Um, we couldn't really have them play fetch with her. So it was kind of like a just kind of coexist and be okay with it um and so our friends would be out there um my really good friend's husband was out there all the time and he's a pretty darn tall and he's just a big guy um and with him he was just super gentle and calming and you know he just 
he was just amazing. Um, he's always had ranch dogs, and there's definitely that fine line of, like, ranch dog versus non-ranch dog. Yeah. But Ari is somewhere in the middle of that, you know? Um, but most ranch dogs are just, I don't know really how to explain it. They're just kind of ranch broke. They just go with the flow. Um, and he just treated her like he treated his own dogs. You know, he's like, hey, go lay down. You know, go over here, sit down, lay down. And she listened to him. And that kind of helped her realize, oh, he's he's telling me what to do. I'm listening. And I think she just kind of correlated that with, like, it's okay. You know, and mom's not redirecting me. So I'm just going like, to listen to him. Or almost. Um, what was that? Just kind of having, like, that structure. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and from there, she just, I don't know, it was kind of almost like one day she just pulled herself out of it, and I have not had issues in three years now, over three years. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, it is. So, but I'm sure, like, the amount of time and effort that you did for, like, that first year of like desensitizing and training and everything. I mean, you worked on it probably every day. We did. It was a constant battle. Cause I mean, I had roommates that had, you know, one had a ex-boyfriend and the father to her kid. They would yeah. come, he would be at the house all the time. Um, and then another roommate um, had, you know, guys over at the house all the time too. So it was just like a constant, sort of influx of men in and out of the house so that kind of got her more comfortable in realizing that they're not going to do anything to her if anything they're just going to play with her mm -hmm. or ignore her so it was i think that was super helpful too um but yeah it was it was pretty quick once once we got the ball rolling with a couple of my friends then it just slowly melded into her being okay with them that's awesome. That is so awesome. Um, and some of our messages, you like kind of talked about like quick fix versus like, um, like in it for the long run type of thing with like your training. What did you like really mean by that? Um, so every once in a while, Aria will go on a binge of kind of bad behavior She's always been very well behaved. Um, you know, generally speaking, you know, she's she rarely gets into the trash. Um, well, the only time she does is when she's Yeah, the only time she does is when she's like in her little binge stage. And, you know, I mean, she just does I don't even know. She just does weird stuff that she doesn't usually do that she knows isn't okay. You know, like a couple months ago we had and she used to have free roam over the house. A um, couple months ago, we had some cornbread sitting on the table, like a full loaf of it. And we fully trusted her. We were just outside. And she got up onto our kitchen table and ate the entire thing while we were right outside. And we came in and we're like, wait. Where's the cornbread? And Bo was in his kennel, so we were like, it's definitely not him. And I was just like, are you kidding me? She has never gotten onto the table or countersurfed or anything. And so I kind of had to take a step back, and I was like, why? Why yeah. is she doing this? You know, a quick fix would be like, okay, well, you know, we're just going to throw her in her kennel and, you know, call it a day. But... That, like, I need, yeah, so like, I really know that, like, she, when she's misbehaving, she's telling me she needs something. Yeah. Whether that's me being home more often, because when I was working on the horse farms, I was gone six days a week, and on my one day off, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I wanted to hang out and relax, because horse farm works really labor-intensive. So I didn't do anything with them. Nick would take them out on the weekends if he went anywhere with his friends, but he didn't really go anywhere because we didn't know anybody last year. Um, so she was really missing her adventurous lifestyle. 
because in Montana, we would go places almost every single weekend. Yeah. And, you know, she was always with us. We were always going and exploring stuff and hiking and swimming and doing everything. Um, so when she starts to go into these bad behavior um, periods, I have to sit back and think, okay, what am I missing? Am I gone too much from home? Has our schedule or routine changed? Has she gone on enough adventures recently? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's kind of one of those things where I need to figure out like what's missing and where, yeah, and then work to fix that. Yes. Oh my gosh! Like you're just like reading my mind. I feel like because Layla has like I'm gonna say like a regression period, kinda. Like I've seen a little bit of her fear reactivity come back, not as intense as it like ever was, but like just kind of up and at him. And, um, just doing kind of like those weird things that you're like, you've never done this before. (laughs) And (laughs) I realized that after our vacation back in June, I kind of took like a really easy month and like, she was doing really well. And so I was like, well, you know, free from like, not really on a routine or a plan, like no super big structure, like just going to take it easy. And then all of a sudden it was like a flip switched and, um, switch flipped. <laughs> I knew I said that wrong. <laughs> a switch flipped. And, um, I was like, you know, all these bad things happen. I was like, we need to get back on a routine. Like we need to get back to like a little bit more structure, like routine exposure and like slowly, but surely I've seen like incremental change every day. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I I did notice that. And I was like, okay, well, and at the time that she got onto the table, I was working, I was only working five days a week, but I was working long hours. Um, and I didn't have weekends off. So Nick and I were never able to go, like, he didn't want to go on adventures without me. So we just didn't really do anything. And they didn't go anywhere. And it was winter. So it was cold outside um but and then right after that right as soon as it started warming up i hurt my foot and i couldn't walk for (laughs) almost a month so there were any chances of that so it was a couple months of her just kind of sort of mentally falling apart so and for that you know i mean there's only so much i could do and she wasn't horrible but i could tell that she wasn't super happy she enjoyed having me home every day, but, you know, I could tell that she wanted something more. So we did start taking them to the river nearby, and we just let them play in the river and swim around for a little while, and that was good enough for her. You know, she started coming back out of it a little bit, um, and then once I was able to start walking, I would just take them on walks around the property. You know, I'd walk them down to the pond, and let them swim for a little while. And then, you know, we just screw around all over the property and we come home and it was a, it's every single time we go out, it's a whole like sniffari because there's, yeah. you know, coyotes and deer and all kinds of stuff going all through and things. Oh yeah. And they like to hunt the bunnies and mice on the property. So even just getting them out on, cause when I have them outside, you know, while we're home during the day, they usually just hang out in the front yard. They don't really go off anywhere else on the property. So us going out there, in their minds, they see it as like a little adventure that we're going on. They're getting away from their usual. They're going out and getting to do fun stuff that they enjoy. And I really did start to see like a big mental change in both of them. That's amazing like just that fulfillment of of doing like dog stuff I guess you could say um is like what what they needed Um, sometimes the one thing that that I do hate about like living where we do right now is that we don't have like that property where we can go out and just like let her be off leash and do whatever and we're not close enough to any like off leash and hike unless we drive about 40, 45 minutes. Um, but whenever we do or are like 
routinely going and hiking and, and doing that kind of exploration. She thrives like the difference in like, her mental state. Um, like reactivity, um, just like calmer in general, I guess you say. Um, like at ease with life. And I, I don't know what you're saying about your dogs too. I'm I'm so jealous that you have property. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome out here anytime. Just let me know. Oh my gosh. Like I just, we've been looking like recently, like just to see like what all's out there. I mean, I don't think we're going to like move anytime soon. Like fun to look at. And we're like dead set on getting like at least five acres. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But like probably bigger, hopefully that would be nice. Oh yeah. Um, has there ever been a time that you've seen either of your dogs regress? That uh, like what? I, I said, has there ever been a time either one of your dogs have regressed? But that was kind of like what you were just saying about um, like how sometimes going to those like bad, I guess you could say. Um. Yeah. So what, what did, oh yeah, you, did you provide any more like structure or routine within the house or what, do you think it was more so just like the exposure to the outside and, and getting more filling things? Um, I think it, most of it was just going outside, um, and getting them time around the property. Um, but I also did at the time invest in an e-collar, um, because, Bo has been having, which here's another regression. Bo, I got him not too long after we got him. I started really working on him with recall. Um, and he ended up doing really amazing. And, you know, he's, I don't, my, my property is not fenced. It's only partially fenced. So when I let the dogs outside, they have free roam. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to, they could literally go take themselves on a walk down the road. But they don't. They know better. Um, and I'm grateful that they do stick around because I wouldn't let them outside if they did wander. Um, <laughs> but Bo has decided recently, and I don't know what sparked it, but our old UPS driver, Bo, absolutely hated him. Like, just hated the guy. And I never understood it. Um, but I found out later he, the guy ended up retiring not too long ago and I found out that he was not a dog person and I did catch him like kicking at Bo once and I just told him, I said, Hey dude, like Bo is an extremely lovable, affectionate dog. If you just bend over and say hi to him and pet him, I guarantee he'll be your best friend. He obviously did not take my advice. Um, and so every time the UPS tr truck, they can just hear it in the distance yeah. and they know it's the UPS truck. They don't care about the FedEx truck. You know, they don't care about the mail truck. It's yes. only the UPS truck. And they both go charging down the yard and barking their heads off. And if I don't manage to get outside in time to call because Aria the second she hears a screen door she's like okay mom's here I'm going home but Bo just keeps going and I can yell for him and yell for him and he's just basically just giving me the middle finger he's like ha ah, figure it out lady um treats don't work nothing gets him to come back I have to go get him um and he likes to just sit and bark at the UPS guy I mean, he doesn't do anything bad he just sits and barks there but, I mean, as a UPS driver, that's kind of intimidating, you know, having this little dog sitting there yeah. barking at your ankles. You know, I don't like little dogs barking at me like that. So well, Kind of scary because they're driving, too. What if they're, like, not paying attention and he, like, gets out in front of them or something? Exactly. So, that was my big worry. I was like, man, I don't want him to get run over by the UPS driver. I don't want anything to happen to him, you know? I don't know if these UPS drivers are going to start killing pepper spray. You know, my mom's dog's been pepper sprayed by the mailman before. You know, a total accident. But 
Um, I just don't want anything to happen to him. So that's when I got the e-collar. I was like, okay, we're, he knows how to come back to me. He knows it. It's just a matter of giving him a little bit of an incentive to come back, you know? And that's kind of what I was hoping with the e-collar is that if I, you know, started working with him, you know, I'm just like sitting and laying down and just doing some minor things around the house and then building up to recall, you mm-hmm. know, because I got the mini educator. Yeah. Um, that's the yeah. So I figured I was like, okay, so I have it. He works on a level five, which is mm-hmm. super low. Um, and we were working on it quite a bit. And, you know, I was just hoping, like, hey, if I have this on him and he starts running off, you know, I can just give him a quick little, hey, I'm here. I'm calling for you. Come home. He doesn't care. He just keeps going. So it's definitely been a slight regression Um, in his recall. He just, if he's got his mindset on something, he goes. It's mostly just a UPS driver. We do have a couple of stray neighborhood dogs that hang out. Um, and sometimes they come down to the property border, but I'm able to go up and call him and he comes back home for that. Mm-hmm. But the UPS driver is, I don't know. I'm, my next step is having the UPS driver. I'm just going to give him a bag of treats and be like, here's some treats. Throw them Yeah. Just like give him some treats. Cause he is a little food hoe. So you know, I'm, I'm hoping if the UPS driver is like, oh, yeah, I'm totally willing to work with that and just, you know, give them a couple treats, they should be pretty good friends, you know, <laughs> pretty quick. He's he's pretty easy to, you know, handle if you've got food. So <laughs> that's my next hope. That's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um you mentioned something about, I guess it's Aria that has hip dysplasia. It is, yeah. So when was she diagnosed with that? She was diagnosed, um, I believe, July 17th of last year. So it's only been a year. Um, we were having some issues before that. Um, you know, it was occasional lameness, but it was nothing super severe. Um, until I believe it was last May, we moved or we went over to Philly before I moved out um, to Kentucky. We were there for a couple of weeks, and um, Nick's dad. We were staying with Nick's parents, um, and his dad loves to play fetch with Aria, and she will go and go and go and go and go until she can't breathe anymore. Um, and he, his dad doesn't really know, like, her threshold. Um, and we started noticing if he was playing fetch with her a lot every day, she'd come back inside at night. And, you know, a couple hours later, she couldn't get off the floor. She was literally stuck to the floor. She could not get up. And it had me in tears multiple times. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, she's... At the time, she was three. three. Yeah, and I just, I felt at such a loss because I was like, I don't know what's wrong. Maybe she tore an ACL. We're in the middle of a move. I don't know any decent, you know, vets around here. And by the way, Philly vets are ridiculously expensive. You know, I was going to pay probably $1,000 for a couple Mm x-rays. So I was like, I don't have that $1,000. I'm in the middle of a move right now. So I cut her exercise back. I basically just put her on bed rest. And I was like, this is all it's going to be until we get to Kentucky and things settle down a little bit and I can find a good vet. Yeah. Um, Because she does have a high sensitivity to sedation. I needed to find a vet that would work with me and not sedate her for x-rays unless it was absolutely necessary. Um, And that did take a little bit of time. Um. But after we put her on bed rest and kind of just kept playing fetch to like five minutes a day, she was fine. We didn't have any issues. Um, And so I finally, I did take her in to 
the vet, and they did tell me she has hip dysplasia in both. And when, because it was during COVID, so I had to send her in. And they, they did tell me, they're like, we didn't have to sedate her. She she was perfect for x-rays. She let us do whatever we needed to her, which that was a proud dog mom moment right there. But, uh, but you know, at that moment when they called me, they were like, you know, I just felt like her entire life was basically ending with that diagnosis. And then... You know, I joined a couple groups on Facebook and started learning about more of it, you know, doing research on it. And I realized this is completely manageable and she can still maintain her normal life. Even though she has, you know, moderate in one, which moderate's, you know, the middle, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's bad, but it's it's not the worst. Um, and her other hip is mild. So that one's on not as bad um but the vet did give me some pain pills for her and she told me she's like if you're gonna go on a hike that's you know more than you know two or three miles give her one of these before the hike and then it'll help her not be ouchy afterwards so i was like okay cool um and at that point i started swimming her all the time i'd go you know great right Yes, and it it's a it's no impact on her, and it helps her build that muscle mass in her hind end, and that's exactly what I wanted. Um, and she's never been like overweight, but she's always been like I don't know, not really on the higher end of pet weight, but she's always been a good pet weight. Um, and so after that, I actually cut her food back a little bit to keep her on the lower end of pet weight because the less weight that she's got that weight on her exactly so she's pretty trim but she's you know she's still very healthy and she's fit is the main thing you know she's got amazing muscle mass and we haven't she has not had an issue with it in a year now oh wow yeah, it's just careful management, and, like, if we go on a hike, like, we went on a couple mile hike a couple weeks ago, I gave her a pain pill beforehand, and we did the whole hike, she swam around the entire time, because it was a long creek, um, and she had zero issues that night, and when we play fetch, you know, we've, I've been able to figure out that we can play for probably 10 or so minutes at a time before it's too much. So, it's been just kind of a year of figuring out what her threshold is and how much she can handle before she starts getting pain. Yeah. Besides, like, the pain medication, do you give her, like, any kind of vitamins or anything like that? So, I do. I give her uh, mobility bites. Currently, we're giving the Zesty Paws mobility bites. And I actually recently, I found a deal on, it was like, it was on one of those bargain, you know, super sale pages on Facebook. Um, it's a dehydrated raw mix. And so I've been giving her that. You had mentioned talking about raw too. So I wanted to, to see what you had to say about it. Yeah. So I, I got her the, it's addiction pet foods. Um, just been a culmination of everything that i've been doing and she doesn't eat raw breakfast and dinner she only eats it at dinner time um just for cost effectiveness currently i mean (laughs) it's yeah it's super expensive so ideally i would love to i was actually planning on you know this is probably a little taboo but i was planning on getting meat rabbits in within the next year and you know having a breeding stock for us and because i mean this is going to be a homestead so we're going to be selling stuff you know 
meat rabbits for us and for sale. But I also want to have a second little option or a second set of them specifically for her so I can feed her raw and give her the best chances at, you know, avoiding surgery. Because I really don't think that that's going to be her best option. So I'm trying to ward off the arthritis as long as I can. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, funny story. I have hip dysplasia in both my hips. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but it's not, it's like very, very mild. Apparently. Um, if I, if I would have kept dancing, I danced in college or all throughout like school and then college. And I stopped after my sophomore year of college. But if I would have continued, I would have like tore up my hips. I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh. This probably would have been to the point that I needed surgery. Um, yeah. Where Aria is, but like with my hips. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't realize humans could get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like the cartilage between like the joint and like the socket is just like non-existent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it can be, you know, different stages like how you were saying so like completely deteriorated and like surgery or it's like there's still like a little bit there to help you out um but yeah i i am always hoping that like layla does never gets that like knock on wood um but like with most hurting breeds it's i don't want to say like inevitable but like it's a pretty good chance that like she would have hip dysplasia just like by being the, the mix of breeds that she is. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I figured out. And a lot of dogs, I always thought that dogs got diagnosed with hip dysplasia, you know, later in life. I always mm -hmm. thought it was like older dogs that got it, but after doing a bunch of research, it's young dogs. Most dogs are diagnosed super early on. Um, which that took me by surprise, but I'm also glad that I figured it out, you know, pretty early on so I could adjust things accordingly. Yeah. And be vigilant about it. Um, mm -hmm. would have waited, um, you know, you would have had like, it could have been way worse. You know, you caught it at like a really good time. Oh yeah, um, for sure. So... Okay, I'm looking through the rest of my questions here. <laughs> um, so what kind of, like, dog-free ways do you like to replenish your energy besides working on horses? <laughs> um, we have actually – oh, yeah, I know. And I, I need a break from them. Like, I've been working with horses so much for so long – and the past year, working with thoroughbreds has really just kind of broken me down with it. Like, I'm just tired of them. Um, and it's not necessarily all horses, but I need a healthy break from them. Yeah. Um, and even, like, my... Yeah. And even, like, my farm animals, you know, it's... I need a break from them, too. So, recently, we've been going kayaking almost every single weekend, and I keep telling myself, I want to take the dogs. You know, Aria's been kayaking before. She's not a huge fan of it, but I want to take Bo out and see if he likes it. But then I was thinking about it, and why? You know, I need that time for myself. I need the time to not be worried about the dogs. You know, they're fine hanging out at home. They get plenty of stimulation at home. Right now, you know, they do go on adventures. It might not be as often as it used to be, but, you know, they're still getting out. But I need some time for myself. So we've just been going kayaking, and it's been amazing. I love kayaking. And have you been to the Elkhorn? We haven't, but we're planning on going soon once the water levels rise up again because it's pretty low right now you you need to go i swear it's like the funnest place to kayak um bobby just went there like last or two days ago on saturday oh um, my gosh but it's 
it's like a it's really fun um but yeah you want to go whenever like the water is good so that you kind of just like glide along um, yeah nick and his uh nick and our really good friends they've been to the elkhorn a couple times but of course i've been busy every single time they go so this next time we're hoping to go in i think two or three weekends is when we're planning on going yeah yeah definitely like to check the water except if the water is high there i don't know if i would take the dogs like if you were thinking about i don't think i would um just because it can be like a little bumpy and a little fast yeah i don't think that i think we're gonna keep our kayaking season this year dogless just yeah just because it's been nice and aria is super quiet normally but usually right about an hour into kayaking, she starts, like, yelling. Yeah, just kind of something else. <laughs> yeah, like, she's bored. Cause, so, she doesn't, we have sit-in kayaks, mm-hmm. but she doesn't fit in them with us. So, <laughs> we, so, we pump up a little raft for her and put a blanket in the bottom. And she sits in the raft with her life jacket on. And Nick ties her off to his kayak. And so we just tow her wherever we're going. Yes. I'm surprised she doesn't jump off and swim. She's done it a couple times, but she realizes what a pain it is to get back in. But I was- we all have to, yep, we all have to pull over and, you know, find somewhere to pull over. Yeah. And then, you know, put her back in. Yeah. I think she just gets bored. Yeah, I would say so, too. Like, Layla used to be really, really good in the kayak. And then the past few times we've went, if, like, she's with one of us and the other person goes, like, in a different direction, she gets, like, separate anxiety. Um, So she likes for all of us to be, like, right there together. And then she will, like, if she's with me, she's like, oh, I'm going to say hi to my dad. And then she'll, like, reach over the kayak like and then like oh I want to say hi to my mom and like reach over and like almost tip us over and she doesn't like to swim like she doesn't like the water so anytime that like a bar you know she jerks back like scared she's gonna fall in the water so we did it it was like the first of May took her out and after that we were like yeah dogless <laughs> yeah this season (laughs) yeah i think that's kind of where we're at you know we're like she gets really annoying and we don't really want to cut our kayaking day to an hour because i mean we could go to a little spot that's i don't know like 10 minutes from our house it's just a little boat launch on the south fork licking river yeah um which is a super fun little river to kayak but I mean, it's just, we don't want to, you know, spend all that time loading our kayaks up and, you know, getting out there, getting ready. Yeah, just for her to start freaking out an hour in and be like, oh, well, now we got to go home because, you know, the princess is upset, so. Like, you're preaching to the choir right now. Totally. Um. Okay, just a couple more questions. So, do you have any experiences in your life that have shaped the way that you think about mental health? Um, I do. Uh, my dad was in the Iraq War, um, and ha- I didn't know him before the war, so I can't really compare that, but... Just kind of seeing the toll that, you know, the war has taken on him and, you know, a lot of his friends and the people that we were close to, um, it's really eye-opening. And my family was very involved with veterans. Um, we did, uh, we volunteered for a nonprofit for quite a few years uh, doing retreats and, It was just extremely eye-opening, and actually, one of the things that 
got me into, you know, dogs and I never actually followed through with it, but you know, I'm hoping one day I can. Um, there's a lady that would show up and she had an Anatolian shepherd and he would, you know, comfort people, you know, if you needed, he was actually this lady service dog, but she let him, you know, interact with other people. And, you know, every once in a while you'd catch a vet over there, you know, petting him and just kind of having a moment to himself. And that's kind of when I realized like, oh, hey, therapy dogs is actually a thing. You know, and then I got to college and during finals week, they would bring dogs into the library. They did that for everybody. Yeah. And honestly, it's such a great idea. You know, it, it really helps you just like sit there and, you know, disconnect from everything else and just pet a dog that's right in front of you. And then I ended up working, um, in Montana with an older guy who was also a vet and he rescued deaf Aussies, um, and then he trained them to be therapy therapy dogs. So he would take wow. them to our local yeah, he would take them to our local hospitals, and then he would take them to the VA, and he would go around, and just the stories that you know he would say like, oh, you know, this patient was there again, and they were asking about you know my dog Penny. And so I brought her the next time that I went in for him. And it's just hearing the stories of how dogs can just bring up somebody's, um, just bring up their attitude and their mood. You know, it's, it, it really just kind of goes hand in hand. And I was supposed to go and get Aria certified through the same therapy dog place that he had his through. But I ended up going back into school and completely lost time. But, you know, it's just kind of, it's mostly been veterans and just seeing how badly affected people can be from just seeing things. And it's not even just war. I mean, you know, you can have PTSD from anything, you know, anything that's mildly traumatic. Exactly. Um, But I really do think that, you know, having animals around helps. Mm-hmm. That is such great like perspective. I feel like I haven't talked to anyone in a really long time that has like brought up like vets or the war or like anything of that. Um, I feel like that's like not something that our generation like, talks about a lot or like thinks reflects on. Um, so that's just like a really fresh perspective. I'm glad you brought that up. Like, I think that's so so nice that like you think that way and and i hope that people listening kind of have that like thought and maybe makes them pursue something or like research or something up about about that oh absolutely yeah that's that's amazing okay one last question and this is like i think this is such a fun question what is some place that you really want to take your dog and it can be different places, like one one place for Aria, one place for Bo. Okay. So Aria, I really, like, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. And if they didn't have such a strict quarantine for dogs, I would 100% take her with me. I think, as long, I mean, and I haven't done a whole lot of research because I can't take her. But I don't know if it's super dog-friendly, but in a world where New Zealand is, you know, super dog-friendly, I would love to take her with me. You know, because I'm a big um, Tolkien nerd in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I would love to go to all the movie sets and, you know, hike all those trails with her. Um, but a realistic place I want to take her is she loved the Washington and Oregon coast so much i will take her back there again one day uh she just she loved it um and then Bo, he's never seen a beach before so i ocean i I definitely want to take him to the ocean in montana especially in winter i just want to see him try to wade through three feet of snow yeah around in the snow 
yeah, yeah we're we're about to go to Colorado here in like a month and I think like Layla's just gonna thrive I think it's like gonna be god sent for her just like her favorite place ever but I so she's never been to, to like the west coast but we went last year and Oregon and Washington are like one of our favorite places ever and I would totally take her there just to be on the beach, like do hiking, like up in um, definitely like up some of like the huge mountains that they have over there too. And like it's just so lush and green, like have so much smell. <laughs> oh yeah, like we stopped at quite a few beaches that were you know pretty dog friendly, and yeah. you know like Cannon Beach is super dog friendly everybody's got dogs there you know aria just had a blast running around the beach you know running through the waves and we stopped in seaside oregon one night and the next morning her and i got up extra early because we were literally right across from the beach so her and i just got up early the next morning and we went on the most relaxing beach walk it was just her and I, and, you know, she was just chasing the seagulls here and there. You know, nobody else was on the beach. And just her and I and the beach was just so relaxing. Yeah. And totally would go back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you – do you follow – their name is, th- uh, I think, Three Mountain Butts. It's a husky, a border collie, and, like, a pit bull mix? I don't think so. Okay. They, like, they're from Colorado, but they literally just went to Washington. And they did all the lush green mountain hikes. They did the beach. You need to go follow them so that you can, like, live through them um, from their, like, last week of vacation up there. Okay. Absolutely, I will go do that because like, I've been missing it. Sorry, I was watching it and I was like, I want to be there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think definitely Washington, Oregon, and I'm really excited to see how she does in Colorado. And if dogs could like get on a plane, plane and go anywhere, I would definitely take Layla to Ireland or Scotland. Oh. That would be amazing. I know. That's some place that I want to go, and I think she would like to do just because it's, like, a ton of fields. Oh, yeah. And everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all the questions I have. I so appreciate getting on here. And somebody said I was so jealous of three mountain months. Yeah, same. (laughs) Um. But, yeah, I so appreciate you you getting on here and talking to me. I had a great time. Absolutely. I had a great time, too. Let's meet up soon. I know. that we Yeah, we definitely should. We can go kayaking. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's okay. go dogless first. Yes, dogless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, you have a good right. day. Thanks. You, too. Bye. Bye.